to American Education FM, everybody. I'm Dr. Sean Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, this is an episode that you're going to want to download and certainly share. I had a conversation with a fellow Ohioan who is a parent and is working with other parents within their local school district to hold their school district accountable legally via money through insurance. And the bonds that the school board members are tied to through their insurance company and are bonded to, I should say. And there is a method and an approach that he's going to describe that should work, in particular when it comes to rescinding these mask mandates that are being placed on countless individuals. I'm going to let him do the talking. This is a casual conversation between the two of us that took place. And, um, There's some excitement as well here because this could be exactly how we go after these school boards. So there is a method, there is a process. He's going to describe it to you. I'm going to link some of the documents in the description below to give you a bigger picture. Again, if you have any questions about this, please feel free and reach out to me via email, americaneducationfm at protonmail.com. And, um, this is an excellent, excellent move and an excellent approach, I think, going forward here to, again, hold them accountable and remind them that they are public servants. And it really is we, the people, who have the power here. This is actually long-standing law. We do have the power. We don't need lawyers. We don't need to get lawyers involved. We don't even have to pay anything. This is just a legal approach to squeeze them from the top down, and then they should comply because if they don't they'll end up losing in federal court because again the science and the facts are on our on our side in particular when it comes to the mask wearing and the negative health ramifications of wearing the mask because there's no science that backs any of that up so with all of that said again give this episode a listen share it where you can because this is not a subject that's going to go away and I don't think this is a method that needs to go away either in fact I think this is the method going forward, and I'm certainly convinced, and uh, I fully intend on applying this locally as well. So have a great weekend and take care. Well, yeah, this stuff has all been on the books since 1793. So uh, as far as I can tell, the founders knew something would happen like this. Maybe not to this extent, but tyranny would come, and they gave us an out that's not – uh, the next election or whatever, because obviously well, we've seen in the last eight or nine months that a lot of havoc can be wreaked in a short amount of time. No joke. How did you come across this exactly? So I've been listening to a law series podcast, uh, that Crow Triple Seven that I told Frank about. Um, and uh, there's a guy on there, his name is Alphonse Fagiolo. And he's around Philly in Pennsylvania. And he, uh, he talked about lawyers and stuff having to be indemnified and judges and that they all have to be bonded. And I was like, he said, all public officials do. So I was like, huh, maybe I should look into this. And, uh, they, uh, I started digging and then I started digging into the, the laws of my state. There are oaths and bonds. And it says even school board officials have to be. And I was like, well, so then I started calling the school board. Well, I actually called everybody in the county pretty much to find out who had that information on uh, uh, who kept the oaths and bonds for the school board. And uh, everybody in the county, like nobody knows what it's about. They just know they have to have it. So it's uh, an appeal to tradition. Oh, this is the way we do things. You know, they didn't know what it was actually for, or what the bond was actually meant. And uh, then I got a hold of the school board. 
treasurer. And she's like, oh, yeah, I have all that information. And uh, she said, why are you asking? And I just, just told her, I said, Ohio Revised Code said you guys had to have this, this kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, I was just making sure everything's on the up and up. And when you say stuff like that, people kind of freak. And they tell you everything. What, what did they end up telling you? Uh, they told me who their bonding agent was, what insurance company it was through. They gave me the phone number. They gave me the liability insurance for the school, for the, the uh, superintendent. They, I mean, they just pretty much coughed up everything right away. Damn. Yeah. And uh, so then I had and a that was, moms. And, and that was the treasurer you got a hold of, right? That, yep. That was the school board treasurer. And um, then I had a couple moms um, I sat down with that really want this, this shit to end. And uh, they said, I had her call because um, I was at work, obviously, so I couldn't really do much during the day because I worked 175 hours in two weeks. But they, uh, um, she called the insurance company. These are uh, honesty in office and faithful service bonds. And the school board treasurer didn't even know that. She thought that they were like, what the hell did she say? She said uh, they were... Um, they were like debt bonds. They were, they were something to do with debt. And I was like, what? That has nothing to do with this. It's like, that's not even what kind of bonds exist. And uh, insurance agents were very accommodating. They, they gave us all, they gave her all sorts of information, like uh, how much the bond was for, um, how to file complaints and things like that. And once you file a claim, uh, claim is the strongest word in law. I don't know if you're aware of that, but nice. once you, once you file a claim, against these people with a dollar amount that goes against that bond. Well, that insurance company gets that claim and they're like, okay, so like the school board president in my district, he's bonded to 20 or $20,000. And then the uh, treasurer and the superintendent are bonded to 50,000. If you start filing claims with that insurance company and the amount of a hundred thousand, you know, or more. And I mean, cause it's been going on for over a year now. You know, bonded for twenty thousand dollars, and you come up with a with a dollar amount of you know a hundred thousand or two hundred or three hundred, and that insurance company's going to have to put put the bill for that, and they're not going to want to do that. No kidding. So, so they're they're gonna they're gonna either pull the bond for the uh, the school board or whoever else you go after, because this goes all the way up as, as high up as the governor. I can't find. Um, anything on the feds. I haven't really looked because I was working. I just kind of did, did some quick searches while I was looking at it. But I can I can only find as far up as state. And it's all the way up to the governor. So, I mean, you get 10, 20 people to file a, a, a claim against the governor's insurance. You know, they're going to they're gonna pull that bond. And the, the awesome thing is it sticks with them forever. Those complaints never go away. So what's the order of operations then? Well, I mean, what, what's the first, who, who's the first person that needs to be contacted in all of this? And does it, does another lawyer need to get involved or? Th- you don't it- need a lawyer. Um, first of all, cause lawyer, here, here's the game. See, lawyers are bonded too. You can, you can, uh, you can cut a lawyer's legs out from under pretty quickly with uh, bar grievances because they have to be bonded too. Gotcha. And once they, like a first year attorney, if he gets one bar grievance, they're going to pull his insurance because he's a liability to them. So then he's not going to be able to practice law anymore. And so as far as most, most attorneys aren't going to do the kind of stuff that, that what I'm talking about, just because it helps them too, you know, with these bonds and stuff or right. public officials, most public officials aren't going to do it either. Cause you know, when people find out how it actually works, how the system was set up, it's actually very beautiful. If you really look at it, you know, what, what they set this place up to be and the law is damn near perfect. And this comes from a guy 
I'm in contact with a guy who's got over $50 million in settlements over property taxes and uh, also went 30 for 30 down in Florida. Um, he filed lawsuits for deprivation of rights um, against stores down there that were forcing people to, that were kicking people out for masking. This guy went 30 for 30 in lawsuits against these guys. And uh, he did it himself. He just learned the law, read it, and I just kept smacking him in the head with it. I was like, you can't do this. You can't do this. Here's why. And they just, they came to him. He, he was like 30 grand a pop. He just kept banging these stores for. And finally, their insurance company said, if it happens again, we're not going to pay it. So, but to uh, answer your question, who to contact first, as far as like for the school boards is the school board treasurer. That's the first person you contact. And you find out, you just find the, the oath and bond. Um, codes in your state and then you know read them and find out what they say and then see if you can remember the code number most of the time all you have to do is say according to the revised code of whatever state you're in and then people freak out and they start giving you information like you say it's, it's a pretty it's actually an awesome system the way it, it was built the lawyers and that's the problem is most people just hand it off to an attorney and win lose or draw that guy's getting paid he doesn't care so He's just going to file whatever, file a couple papers and bill you every step of the way. And if you lose, oh, well, he's still getting paid. He doesn't care. Well, what's the next step after you contact the treasurer then and you ask them what bonds they, they have? Uh, then you contact, you, you ask who their bonding agent is and um, if you can have that, what insurance company is bonded through. And you get that information from them. They're going to give it to you. you know, I mean, they're required to by law. And they uh, then you call the the insurance company and you find out what kind of bond it is on how much it's insured to, and they'll tell you. And then I've got some some claim forms. They're pretty simple stuff of what you're claiming that these people did, and then you just put in a dollar amount, whatever you think is appropriate. And then I mean, what we're gonna do here in my town is we're I'm gonna go with a stack of these complaints and also Title 42, 1983 lawsuits. Title 42, 1983 lawsuits is uh, a civil action for deprivation of rights under color of law. This stuff came out. This, this was the KKK Act when you know, like down in the sixties or the sixties, down like in the deep south. I don't know if you ever saw the movies about the Freedom Riders and right. they got killed down there. Yeah. So that was a lot of local law enforcement and public officials that they were using. Um, their own ordinances and codes and stuff to, to screw these people. Well, so on the back of that, the Fed, the federal government made laws that stop that kind of stuff from happening. So any code, ordinance, rule, regulation is considered color of law. And if anybody uses that to deprive you of your rights, you are due just compensation for it in federal district court. In federal district court, I mean, people think the courts are screwed up, and I will say I agree that most of them are. you got your Article One courts, which is your municipal courts and your state courts and your county courts. Those are Article One courts. Federal district court is Article Three courts. That is, according to the Constitution, what is supposed to be set up in this country. Um, and that's where you get your remedy. And that you can file that with one single cause of action, which is a deprivation right. Yeah, you have the right to breathe, and nobody can tell you otherwise. So they... Uh, if you, all you have, you have one cause of action, you can get right into federal district court. So we're going to have, so in Ohio, where I live, there's, there's are uh, pretty simple to fill out. They, uh, they're pretty simple. If you can get on the federal district court website or call them and they will send you the information for what you need to do. And it's just like, uh, blank lines you fill out. You fill out who, who you're filing against, uh, what codes they're breaking, and then you just submit it to the court and then they'll, they'll hear it. And, uh, there's, I know there's one in Akron um, here. That's the one that we contacted. 
and uh, I'm just going to have a stack of each. And I'm going to say, if this does not stop tonight, this is going to your insurance agents, and then this is going into federal district court tomorrow. And, I mean, we're talking, I, I figure, I mean, some of these parents are probably going to put a million dollars on there. You think these people are going to want to go up against that? I mean, this is the remedy, but I mean, that's notice of a lawsuit. That insurance company has to insure them. I mean, uh, Ohio Revised Code says they have to have it, and if they don't don't have a current bond on office or a bond, then they have to immediately vacate that office. I don't remember what the code is right off the top of my head, but there is one you can check out. It's three point oh seven. It's official misconduct and forfeiture of office, and uh, these are pretty strict laws. Is there uh, is there any way that you can email me this stuff? Because again, we're we're in the exact same state and we're dealing with the exact same problem. Yeah, I absolutely can. I can send you the codes. I can send you uh, whatever, whatever. See, here's what you what what most people don't understand. People think that these statutes and these codes and these ordinances and all this that it applies to we the people. It does not. That is how the government is supposed to operate. That is how the governments are supposed to operate, not us. Our rights are defined by our, by God. And we have, we can, our rights are whatever they want, we want them to be, as long as we don't infringe on someone else's rights. So these codes and statutes, ordinances, this is how the governments are supposed to act and operate, not us. They don't apply to us, but they just, everybody's so stupid. Well, not stupid, just or uneducated to the point where they don't know that this stuff doesn't apply to them. They don't know how it works because they dumb us down with the education system and all this other stuff. Right. We just, we don't know. And then. But then you find people out there that do know, and they've been very successful with this kind of stuff, and they teach you, and, well, yeah, this is the way it's supposed to be. This is the way America works, and don't, because like I say, the lawyers have polluted it so much. So, And of course, this could be replicated with city council members and mayor. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And they, they most of those guys don't know either. They just, they have that, it's a... Uh, what are they, a, an appeal to tradition, you know, the guy before them taught them, oh, this is how it works, this is what we do, this is how this, this goes. No, you start reading the, their, their rules, it doesn't, that's not how it works at all. They just don't know that any different. And, of course, universities would be the in the exact same boat then, wouldn't they? Oh, absolutely. And, I mean, they're just as bad. I mean, <laughs> look at all the liberal college kids that come out of, out of college thinking they know how everything's supposed to be, and it's not even close to how it's supposed to be, or whatever their ridiculous professors teach them with all their critical theory crap, you know? So a treasure, so, so a treasurer at the university level would also have to fork over this information. Oh, absolutely. Especially, and here's what I have found. Uh, even, like... In the corporate world, because I was helping some nurses um, up in New York uh, try and keep this shot out of their arm. And um, they, uh, even at the corporate level, corporate hospital, like corporate members, corporate board members and officers have to be bonded. These bonds seem to go everywhere, dude. Everywhere. I mean, I like to say, I haven't found anything at the federal level, but it seems like, in, from my impression, from what I've dug into, is anybody that has anybody else's lives or livelihoods in their hands, they have to be bonded. And the implications of that word, if you think about it, you know, bonds, bond, you know, like shackles or something like that. Sure. You know, it's it's uh, it's pretty pretty crazy. But once you start digging into it, it's it's all right there, and, and most like nobody knows what it's about, which is the awesome thing. <laughs> I'm so, like, you guys are so stupid. You don't even know. <laughs> you know, you have to have it. You just don't know why. Where, where do you get these claim forms? 
Um, I, I've got one. There's a, uh, I don't know if you do telegram or not. Yeah. There's a couple, there's a couple of, uh, really good groups. Alphonse has one and he's got a bunch of stuff on there. And then there's, uh, a, uh, affidavits 101. I can send you the links for him to join them. And I just, I took a, uh, one off the F, uh, the affidavits 101. I found a claim in there in their files and then I just modified it a little bit. So I just could pretty much make it a, uh, copy and paste kind of thing for anybody. And who, so, and who do you file the claim with then? The insurance, the insurance, the insurance company. Okay. Yeah, the insurance company. You file it directly with the agent you spoke to. Do you recommend threatening the school board before you do that? Well, I'm see, I'm, I'm kind of conflicted on this because I don't want to ruin anybody's life because this this could have serious implications because they they can you can sue them in their uh, individual and their official capacity. That scares them. You can take their homes from them, and uh, I mean take everything from them. And uh, I don't really want to ruin anybody's life over this because it's, I mean, it's, it's kind of petty and, and I, I don't really want that on my conscience. So yeah, I'm going to give them a chance here. You have the chance to fix it. If you don't, this is what's going to happen to you. Yeah. And of course that would have to be public too. So, I mean, you would have to do that in a, in a, in a uh, you know, video recorded school board yes. meeting. Messaged a whole bunch of independent media and I'm like, come on, I, I, I've got this. I've not heard anybody talk about it and it needs to be out there. Like, like, there's so many parents, it's, it's getting worse. I mean, out in California, they're trying to mandate vaccines for the kids, you know, and every, nobody, nobody has any, like, any recollection of what to do, of any remedy, because these school boards just keep, you know, steamrolling people. They don't care. They just go, well, they shut people's mics off. Right. And it's just, it's getting so bad, you know, and so I, I got to get the word out. I was hoping to just, you know, do it, and then our video go viral, and then everybody's like, oh, okay, now we know the way, but I just don't think we can wait that long. I mean, mine's next Thursday, but but Facebook's taking that shit down like crazy too. So, so you wouldn't actually hand anything to the school board members per se. You would just hold it in your hand and you would tell them, and you would say, you know, over a microphone, "I filed, I filed these reports. If you don't do X, Y, Z, then I'm going to file them with your bond insurance." Yeah. Well, my my plan is to explain to them how it actually works because I don't believe they know. So I'm going to walk in there and I'm going to say, I'm going to give you guys an education. I'm going to educate the educate the Board of Education here because you guys don't know how things actually work. And I'm going to explain the laws and how and what how it affects them and what those bonds are actually for because, like I say, they don't know. So I'm going to inform them and specifically well, from that surety bonding uh, authority that, I, that, that website because that explains it beautifully. And I'm going to tell them all that. And then I'm going to uh, tell them, you know, this is what we have. This is what's going to happen if you don't stop this fucking shit right now. That this, these are your options. You stop. You don't ever do anything like this again, or we're going for your bonds. So you guys will never ever be able to uh, hold public office again. And if you keep it up, we're going to go after your, uh, your your personal property. So, yeah, this is this is the way forward. And like I say, we can fix the whole country overnight. Of course, the, well, there you go. And it certainly seems like it. I mean, the first move, though, that a school board would make then is they would immediately get in contact with their, uh, you know, the school district lawyer. Oh, yeah. And then he's going to try and screw around with you and be like, oh, well, we can't do this. And then, hey, buddy, I got some bargains for you because you have nothing to do with what I'm doing here. So, I mean, and then he gets too many bargains and he's just going to, he won't be able to have a job as a lawyer anymore. He'll have to get a real job like the rest of us. Because the lawyer himself is tied to bonds. Yep. He's insured too. Even cops. Cops are insured too. They get too many uh, official misconduct complaints. They can't be a cop anymore. They're out of business. 
Dude, I've been railing against cops for years. And even like after the George Floyd thing last year, I saw a guy put up a video about talk about, oh, if cops have to carry their own liability insurance. Ah, too, they already do. But just nobody knows about it. Like, these laws are in every state. You know, every state has official misconduct com- or official misconduct uh, laws. They have, um, you know, oaths and bonds, oaths of office and bonds. That's all the way up to the state level. That's as high as I can find. Like I said, I can't find anything on the feds yet, but I haven't really dug too deeply into it. But, um, yeah, I mean, this is this order of operations should work in all 50 states with, without fail, even in other countries, I think, because I don't see it just being here, especially since the bar, the, the bar is in every state, too, or in every country. You know, the, the British accreditation registry. So, I mean, it should, I would imagine this goes worldwide, you know. So and, uh, uh, let me ask you another question. Is it the insurance, is it the insurance company that's bonded with the school, with the school board? Are they, um, is it, is it every school board member is bonded with them or just as a whole? It's okay. So for sure, the ones that have to carry individual bonds is the president, the treasurer, and the vice president. Now, some of the sitting, the other sitting members, I don't know about them. I guess it's going to depend on your state. But here in Ohio, it does. And it's just those those members. The treasurer, for sure. And it's weird. Like in my school district, they do. Uh, um, it's uh, like the treasurer is bonded to fifty. The VEP is bonded to fifty. The superintendent is bonded to fifty, and then the president's only bonded to twenty thousand. I don't understand why that is. But so say that say that dollar amount again. It was fifty thousand for the VP, fifty thousand for the treasurer, and twenty thousand for the uh, president. So, like I say, those are it was good faith and honesty in office um, bonds as well, according according to the insurance company. So. I mean, this is the way. This is <laughs> they don't they don't understand. They like I say, she the treasurer was talking to that mom that I, I suck on her, and she uh oh yeah, it, it's a, like a, a debt thing, and I'm like, what are you talking about? That's not right. It's not a debt thing. This is you're talking different kinds of plans. You don't even know what you're doing. You're just button pushers. Uh, again, it's the insurance company that would send you a form. Then once you get a hold of them, you would say you want to file a complaint, and then they would send you the form to file the complaint. <laughs> You can do it that way, or you can make up your own. No as long shit. as it's the, yeah, you can make up your own, and as long as it's in a certain um, uh, format, like we're we're probably going to do ours in like an affidavit format. Because an affidavit, see, an affidavit's kind of like it's like gospel in court. Okay, so it's when you you submit an affidavit, they have to um, rebut it line by line. They have to rebut everything you say in an affidavit. So most right. attorneys don't want to touch affidavits. And this comes, um, a lot of these people learn from this guy, Robert Fox. And if you start looking him up, he's got like 10 hours of, uh, of uh, video of teaching about affidavits. He went 10 and 0 against the feds and won every time by affidavits. He did it in his paperwork. A court case is one in paperwork. All that arguing and shit, that's just, that's just for show. You know, the, right. the TV does a lot to try and teach us how things actually work. It's all bullshit. <laughs> Court cases are one like that guy Steve Emerson down in Florida that's got over fifty million settlements. He's never set foot in court because nobody wants to go up against the guy. The biggest settlement he got was thirty eight point two million, and he got that. Uh, he had filed the suit for four hundred million against the county that stole a guy's house from him. They came in and said that they owed property taxes and or he owed them taxes. They water came on his property, killed his animals, beat the shit out of him a couple of times, and uh, threw him in jail. And they and and then took his house and sold it to somebody else. And uh, Steve filed for four, $400 million in damages, and it went straight to, uh, how do we fix this? And their first offer was like eight hundred grand. and Steve's like, nah, 
going to get 400 million a quarter. And they just kept going and it went all the way to 38.2 million. And the guy said, all right, yeah, I'll take that. He kept 30 and he gave Steve 8.2 million. But it never made it into court because the paperwork was filed so proper at well, so well that they couldn't do anything about it. And they knew it. He just dug a big hole, covered them with paperwork, and nobody wanted to get out of it. They just wanted it to go away. Wow. Yeah. How do you decide on the money amount? Um, yeah, I mean, when you get into like compensatory damages and punitive damages, that's the sky's the limit. That's up to you. I mean, look at the psychological damage that they're they're doing to these kids. You know how many how many uh, like social cues are they miss have they missed for the past year to change because they're forced to have masks on their faces? Different expressions can you make, and how much are these kids missing out on? You know, I mean, they got masks on three year olds in some places. Yes, yeah, you know, it's ridiculous. That, that's my next question. Um, is it is it us that I mean? It, clearly, the evidence is out there that all of this is is harmful uh, to say the least. But is it us that has to provide that documentation? I mean, if, if yeah, if we if we needed to, if I mean, if it did go to court, if these people wanted to be you know stick to their guns and be idiots. Yeah, but I don't. <laughs> I I think somebody would be pretty stupid, especially when their attorney calls you and you got five parents to bargain with that guy, and that guy can no longer be an insurance uh, a lawyer. <laughs> So what's the dollar amount you're going after with your school board? The, the document that I have on right now, it says one point, it's like 1.9 million, I think. And this was copied from somebody else um, in that affidavit 101 group. Um, I, I encourage the parents that I'm going to, I'm going to do like a little meeting with them tomorrow at a local bar. Um, it's, it's Patriot Tap House. It's a, it's a beer, uh, like craft beer place. And uh, I find it kind of fitting that it's called Patriot Tap House. And, you know, this country was founded by guys that were, or uh, the war was fought by people talking in bars, you know. <laughs> so I kind of, I can't ignore that. So that correlation. But uh, I'm going to explain to them, you know, change this dollar amount. Because it's in a Word doc form, so you, you, it's not PDF. So that way with the doc form, you can actually uh, alter that. Unlike with PDF, unless you have a PDF uh creator or whatever the hell it is like adobe or right any of those but so yeah it's like 1.9 million on that one but it's gonna be up to the parents whatever they want if we all do different dollar amounts you know when it gets to the, the insurance company they're gonna be like oh shit you know this isn't just like a, a mass thing that was done by a bunch of people this is like individual like this is gonna be way more serious you know because this one might be 300,000 this one might be four this one might be 150 you know it's just going to freak them out. And those guys are, they're in the worst case scenario business. And it's all figured out by computers. Like how much are we actually going to have to pay if these guys went in, in court? You know, or do we really want to take on this risk for a $20,000 bond? Hell no, we don't. I mean, what would the insurance company say? Again, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate here, but say, I mean, the football, you know, the football ends up on, on their side of the field in, in the, uh, you know, with the insurance company, the insurance company contacts the school district and tells them what? They're going to tell them to knock it off because we just got notice of a, of a possible lawsuit coming at us for huge amounts. And you're only bonded at $20,000. Now we, we just, here's one, there's $500,000 that people want. You think that your $20,000 bond and the $600 a year you pay us is worth us to pay out $500,000. <laughs> you know, that's just one. If we have 10 or 20 of them, you know, they're looking at, you know, who knows? 10, 20 million. And they're like, Oh yeah, we're not going to do this. We're not going to do this at all. So, amazing it's absolutely amazing yeah it makes total sense i mean insurance man insurance is, is probably one of the biggest uh 
entities on earth, insurance companies. I mean, they dwarf oil, oil and gas like 10 times over. And even I thought the banks probably were the biggest, uh, at the top of the hierarchy. But actually, if you think about it, banks are in there too. That's true. I guess, yeah, insurance companies are at the top of the heap. Yeah. I, I figured it was banks, but no, it's insurance, man. They, everybody, everything's insured. Insurance companies, that's that's where, you know, you see a school get, school district get sued and they got to pay out $10 million. It doesn't come from that person. It comes from the insurance company. And they don't like to do that. They don't want to pay out those big settlements. They're like, no, screw that. We're not going to, we're not going to do this. We're not going to insure you anymore. And then when these people go shop around for new insurance, the insurance company, like one of their first questions is, have you been dropped recently and why? Uh, yeah. Notice of a pending lawsuit. Oh yeah. We're not going to cover you either. It's like uh, a drunk with seven DUIs trying to get car insurance. Alphonse is, is a super, super guy, man. I mean, he helps. He's in the Telegram group all the time. There's another guy, uh, Randy Kelton's in there. He's down in Texas. That that dude's a superstar. He got uh, the governor of Texas to back off all the COVID stuff with a 150-page criminal complaint submitted to the grand jury. And uh, as soon as uh, the grand jury did what they did, they uh, he and Governor Abbott said, hey, I can be sued for this. I can be held liable. I can go to jail. Um, uh, Governor Abbott rescinded all his orders, and then 20 other states quickly followed suit. So and these are just two, these are just, that's one guy. That's one guy that did that. Now does DeWine, DeWine doesn't have a mask mandate for people, does he? Not right now, but I wish I had known this information when all this shit was going on last summer. No kidding. I mean, I would, I would, cause everybody's like, oh, we'll get attorneys. We're doing this, we're doing that. And nothing ever got anywhere. You know, he still did the same bullshit he was doing and, and nothing stopped. So. But now I know, and Randy Kelton put his uh, his criminal complaint up there on the internet, and anybody can modify it to any state they want to. You just got to find your own laws and codes. So I love it. I love it. <laughs> Me too. When you find out how things actually work, and it actually does work for we the people, it's fucking awesome. And uh, that's this is this is how we take back the country. This is how we fix everything. This is how we stop all this madness. And then we figure out how we, what we got to do with the feds. I just don't know what to do with those guys yet. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, that's badass, man. Hey, look, uh, if you've got more information again and you just want to verbalize it, let me know and you can be on anytime. All right. Sounds good, dude. Killer. Thanks. All right. Thanks. Later. Thank you for listening to American Education FM. Make sure and check out AmericanEducationFM.com for more information. Take care and God bless.